0: Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. The following is rated MA. Some people may find it offensive. It contains language, adult themes and immature content, as well as fart jokes. There will be lots of fart jokes. Listener discretion is advised. You've been warned. Here we go again, the Weekly Watch with the biggest names in rugby league, telling stories, talking footy, shooting the shit and giving you the best and hottest podcast of your week. Insane levels this episode, Elliot Whitehead, Damien Cook, the greatest moustache in the game, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Willie Peters, The Mole, Curtis Sirenan and Ricky Stewart, all of them in the next 40 minutes was asked a few times, what is a wodge, and why is this called the wodge?" Well, a wodge is a large piece or amount of something. This is something, it's large, it works. If you want to get in touch at any stage, bang through an email to mailbox at Otherwise, relax and enjoy the show. This is Serious Shit. We just need to know. This is The Important Stuff. And from the Canberra Raiders, Elliot Whitehead has dropped in. Here we go, mate. It's time to reveal all. Sunday afternoon, what's your priority? Mates or misses? Uh, probably
1: misses because I'd years be being over on a Sunday. So I could have to looked to her.
0: You've changed. <laughs> Kissing, eyes open or shut? Definitely shut. It's a bit weird if you're just staring at them. Bingo. Summer or winter? Oh, English summer
1: or Aussie summer.
0: Because there's a so massive Aussie difference,
1: summer. yeah. Yeah, I'd say winter, winter.
0: Okay, Wayne Rooney or Alan Shearer?
1: Oh, I've got to go Wayne Rooney, Man United fan, so. Favourite yeah. spice girl? Baby spice, surely everyone fancied her.
0: Oh, yeah. Who would you rather have a beer with? Prince William or yeah. Prince Harry?
1: Um, probably Prince Harry. He'd be a loose unit, wouldn't he? Definitely, and he can bring Megan along. Is it Megan? Megan.
0: Well, yeah, that's exactly right, which was my next question. Whilst on the Royals, Megan or Catherine?
1: Megan. Yeah. Catherine's all right, though.
0: Yeah. Catherine's mud. Both lovely-looking we'll young ladies. Um, in the bathroom, folder or scruncher? Uh Oh, scruncher Scruncher Rocky or Rambo? Rocky Ali, Tyson or Lewis? Uh, Mohamed Ali Does pineapple belong on pizza? No way No, 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 no I like you a whole lot more Beer or wine? (laughs) Beer, lots of it Cold or warm beer? Oh, cold He's an Aussie now I've changed, I've changed You've changed What goes on first, socks or pants? Pants and the great debate, on an aeroplane, does the middle seat get both armrests?
1: If I'm in middle seat, yeah, definitely.
0: He has spoken. You've done well, Elliot Whitehead. Thank you. Good luck on the field, my man.
1: No worries, mate. Thank you for having me.
0: Standing at a whopping 5'5 five five and weighing 75 kilos, our guest was never going to pack into the front row of a scrum, but even by half standards, he was a little fella. Willie Peters played 144 first-class games. It's been 17 years since your retirement, mate. Does the size of these young kids now just stun you?
2: Mate, they are massive. They are massive. You said before, mate, they didn't pack into a front row of a scrum. I actually packed in a hooker one time and... Uh, Dean Pay was the prop, oh. and he, I remember he just looked at me. He said, "And I was just, I was so stoked he knew my name." He said, "Willie, what the f are you doing in here, mate?" <laughs> and I was, I was just pumped that he, uh, that he knew my name. But mate, I was afterwards. I thought, yeah, what the fuck was I doing in there? Yeah. <laughs> in
0: 2021, and I guess moving forward, are we possibly looking at a league where all participants are roughly six foot two, hundred and five kilos, or is there still room? In your opinion, for different shapes and sizes,
2: I think, mate, that the biggest thing that we've seen is how big the wingers are these days. Oh, I know, I mean, mate, they're massive. I remember speaking to Mick Crocker after I'd been retired for about three years. I said, "What's the what's the difference?" And he said, "Mate, the the wingers," he said, "are as big as front rowers." And it was pretty unique back in the day with Wendell and um, and Lottie. You know, they all big, big wingers, but um, you know, you obviously had your smaller ones, your faster ones, but now it's gone back to you know the game. The game just big strong wingers for that – to get you on the front foot in in yardage. But, mate, I think, uh, you know, the lock forward position is probably going back to a a smaller sort of ball-playing style of lock. Um, You know, we had those three middles there for for a long period of time. The game was um, structured. There was a lot of sort of stop-start. So it suited those type of players. But definitely now, mate, you know, Bradley Clyde, he was a big man. But, you know, that that sort of traditional um, lock, that 13, mate, I think uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a place for those guys back in the game, and they'll cause havoc, mate. Those six agains around the ruck, and you know, you, sometimes you're defending for 16 tackles in a row. That's when you get your little men, which could be your lock forwards as well um, as your halves taken on the line.
0: Interchange, would you like to see it reduced ultimately?
2: I don't mind it at the moment, mate. I think um, the game's sped up, so I think at the moment it's it, it's good. I mean, yep. down the track, if if the game uh, starts to get boring as such, uh, where they where they need to speed it up again, but. I'm happy at the moment, as I say, I think uh, having the little guys um, through that ruck and through that middle of the field is going to test those big fellas after back-to-back tackles and obviously they're minimising scrums and uh, they're making the game faster each year. So at the moment, I'm happy with it, but um, down the track, you know, there could be an option for it.
0: The physical demands on the current day player, you're an assistant coach with the Newcastle Knights, so you see it daily. How extreme are those demands?
2: Huge, huge! The the difference when when I was playing, which is many years ago now, but you know we we barely do a, a contact session. Where these guys, you know, at times during the preseason, having three games per week, so yeah. you add in a, a, a wrestle session, which is uh, which is full on. So it's um, you know, you, you've got to condition the body, and th- that's the biggest thing that I noticed from the different eras of you know when when I played and after that to now is their condition for for collisions, um, yep. and obviously because of the size of each individual now the players are so big um, you need to be conditioned to for contact uh, and that, and that's what we do um, obviously there's you can overdo it mate you need to have that feel and you know I suppose getting feedback from the players uh, at times as well around how they are feeling because you're going to get burnout as well if you're, you're constantly whacking each other um, there's no doubt in the world you get burnout as well so it's just finding that balance but uh, you know there's definitely a lot of physical sessions these days thanks for dropping in great man we'll chat again soon Thanks, Andy.
0: Good to chat, mate. You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Want to be part of the team? We have both corporate and private sponsorship packages available. You set the terms. Check out the website at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au or send an email to Terry, that's with an I, at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Three new back rowers at the Parramatta Eels in 2021, already boasting Sean Lane, Ryan Madison and Maradineer, Corey Brad Arthur and the Eels have recruited Bryce Cartwright, Keegan Hipgrave and Isaiah Papali'i. Some new teammates, Regan, Campbell, Gillard. And, mate, they're all very different players, aren't they?
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, We've lost probably, I think, 11, um, 10 or 11 players. Uh, So we definitely needed to boost the... Boost the roster. So um, you yeah, know, those boys will definitely uh, be fighting for a spot in the seventeen. Um, you yeah, I'm pretty sure maybe two out of the three will be um, from those boys would be will be playing. So um, you know, whoever trains the best and plays um, plays the best during the during the trials will definitely get the um you know, probably the upper hand and um, you know, we, we definitely need that to to build our um, our player roster, like I said, um, losing um, you know some quality players in, um, you know, Penny. Penny went, you know, retirement. Yep. Uh, Kano to uh, to the Warriors. Brad Takarangi as well. Um, so you know those those boys definitely know how to play play football. So yep. it's just um, you know fitting them in with with the right boys and um, you know getting the right people around them.
0: How important is it to have competitions for spots to keep you firing and to keep you focused?
3: Yeah, it's healthy. It's very healthy. Um, every every team and every uh, you know pretty much every business in the world has um, you know the same um, you know sort of competition yeah. where you know, if you're not if you're not pulling your weight, you know then you you either get fired or uh, you get demoted and someone else takes your spot. So um, you know you you've got to be on your be on your on your game every yeah. every day and uh, making sure you're not letting uh, little things creep into. Uh, for you to backfire there and um yeah, our, our competition's really good. We got a lot of young young boys coming through. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, you know, young, eager boys. Um, I got there's bigger front rollers than myself, uh, that we got at so, um, you know, once those boys start to um, to feel out and really know their their potential of what they can actually do, then, yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, really rewarding for uh, not only myself but uh, Parramatta and, and the NRL moving forward.
0: Is it the young blokes at training trying to impress? Because for a young prop, there would be nothing sweeter than getting one over you or junior at training in front of the coaches.
3: Yeah, mate, there's definitely, um, you know, some young cars coming through um, you know trying to get over the over the the old bulls um, you know one myself there's definitely been a few boys um, you know shooting in at my ankles that I've I, I definitely haven't agreed to yeah um, again that's just them being young and um, you know training really hard and um, and most of the boys that are coming through pretty much train the way they want to play
0: thanks for the chat mate we'll do it again soon oh what the fuck Yes, it's another WTF, off-the-field story, boosted, turbo boosted, actually. Tommy Travojevic has done his hamstring again, apparently in the bathroom Sunday morning after a Saturday session. Who are we to question? But I doubt many are actually buying the story anyway. We've found exclusive commentary of the race. On this, the 20th day of February 2021, we welcome you to the Corso Gift, Australia's newest sprint race with a twist. Prior to competing, 18 drinks must be under the belt. It's got to be well into the AM and phone cameras are not encouraged. For the first running of the event, the only two men left standing on the peninsula are our contestants. In lane one, approaching the block, a 96-gamer for the Manly Seagulls and New South Wales and Australian representative, Tom Travoyevich. In lane two, a mysterious fella dressed entirely in black but sporting white Nikes for confidence in such late-night shenanigans. He's supported by the lads who, by the sounds of things, have missed out on grab a granny night at The Stain, a fella that is only known as Harry. Both men are ready, focused, and away. From the blocks, Harry explodes, an explosion that would make one Jeremy blush. Wow, has he got some in him. Travojevic trails by a length, but is starting to get into stride. Long strides, extra long strides. He's closing the gap. Here comes Turbo, but where's the fucking finish line? Is there a finish line? No, there's not. They may well just keep on running. No prize money, no trophy, just the echoes of the proudest lads in Manly... Holy shit, Harry's faster than Turbo. The Mole is rugby league's most feared, yet most respected columnist. Cute, cuddly, and dangerous. And he just doesn't stop breaking the big stories. It's 52 weeks a year for this rugby league tragic. He joins us, Moley, from Phillips Street at the old New South Wales Rugby League headquarters to Moore Park and Rugby League Central you've seen thousands of the naughty kids walking into the judiciary. Is there one night at the judiciary that you remember fondly or not so fondly?
4: Yeah, I've got to say, Andy, there's one special case, uh, and it involves a a guy who, who was one of league's Real bad, boys, but uh, strangely enough, now is was one of my best mates and uh, I'm referring to Mark Geyer. Yeah. Uh, now, <laughs> Mark, as you know, made plenty of trips down to the judiciary in his day. Uh, this was uh, at his time at the Western Reds uh, when he got, uh, I'm not sure he got sent off, but he certainly got cited and had to appear before the judiciary. And this was in, involving the, the famous old touch judge, Martin Weeks, who... Yeah. Uh, had a little altercation with mg and and I found out uh, through my sources over in Perth uh, what led to the uh, exactual exact uh, problem and that was mg said and I still believe now it was tongue-in-cheek he said to Martin weeks I know where you live because uh, they both uh, lived in <laughs> Perth which I guess was a, a small rugby league town now. Uh, he appeared before the judiciary. Uh, I, I had the story on the back page of the Telegraph that morning uh, quoting MG saying all this. And um, mm. uh, the judiciary chairman questioned him about it. And uh, MG, I've, I've, I've got to say, twisted the truth a little bit <laughs> and uh, came out and said, no, I spoke to that journal, but uh, I, I told him nothing. I said, no comment. I don't know where he got all those quotes from. And uh, I wasn't actually at the hearing, but so uh, they decided to reconvene it the next night, and I got hauled before the judiciary. And uh, they told me bring your notes with you, so uh, I took my notes in. That uh, it was a it was actually a, a kind of Zoom conference uh, before its day, because uh, yeah. MG was on the on the big screen back there. Yeah. They put my notes on the screen. Now my notes, I'm I'm. I'm some my brother's a doctor and my handwriting something like a doctor's and <laughs> no one could read my notes. But uh they did a bit of detective work, uh the NRL. They they got on the News Limited and uh they, they found that my, my phone call to MG, which was made from a landline, uh lasted something like 15 minutes. And uh MG the previous night had said that uh you know, he uh, he virtually said there'd be no comment and hung up. So uh, they, they basically had him and he, uh, he he had to fess up and we we, we laugh about it now. Uh, I think basically he, he got poor advice and uh, they found him guilty and gave him a few weeks. But uh, after, uh, you know, telling the story of the judiciary, I said, look, he did tell me all these things, but I'm convinced what he said to Martin Weeks was in jest, was tongue-in-cheek because he's... He's that sort of lovable yeah. rogue, indeed, but, uh, of course, the judiciary didn't see the humour in it and uh, sat poor MG uh,
0: out for a few weeks. Oh, I love it. Thanks for sharing. Hey, Tone, where can we find you on social media?
4: Mate, uh, look for me on Twitter. That's where I uh, love putting all my uh, juicy stuff, at nine underscore moly and uh, the Wide World of
0: Sports website for Channel 9. Want to know what's coming up on the podcast? Well, stalk us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Andy Raymond. Share the love and share the posts. This is the weekly Wodge on Andy Raymond Unfiltered, and it's feature interview time. Our feature interview this week, South Sydney, New South Wales and Aussie number nine, Damien Cook, only a few weeks till pre-season is officially over. It's going to be time to play some footy. You ready to go, mate?
5: Hey, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me. Look, um, yeah, I hope I'm going to be ready to go. I obviously had a bit of a late uh, return to training uh, due to the end of the season, uh, with Origin being at the end of the season last year. So, uh, But look, the, the body feels good. The fitness is, uh, is back. Uh, the strength is back. I think at the moment... Uh, we've still got a few weeks to go, but the timing, in, you know, especially in defence, uh, is a little bit off at the moment. So, but, um, you know, we've got a couple of weeks to go and, to get that right.
0: You're a great story about perseverance. and I know you've spoken about it before, but you were at Penrith in the 20s, the Illawarra Cutters in the New South Wales Cup, then St George, Illawarra and Canterbury, before moving to Souths and establishing yourself in 2016. What changed with Damien Cook and the way Damien Cook played? Why did it click when you got to South Sydney? Uh,
5: probably opportunity, mate. To be honest, yeah, I think back-to-back games definitely helps. You see some players come in; they might have one game here and there, yep. and it's very hard to to learn to play, in the, you know, with the other teammates of you know at NRL level. Uh, look, I feel like I, I took the right steps to where I am today. You know, there's I wasn't ready, probably coming straight out of under twenties, like some yep. players have been. So I, you know, I was lucky that I got a shot at the cutters, um, and down there I got some. Some really good experience playing against men um, and stuff like that. So that's what I needed to to be able to keep progressing as a player. So I think at the Dogs, um, yeah, you know, I learned a lot from McInnes there as well as a hooker, and that was really good. And then when Leisha come along, it was a good little challenge. Um, but once I got that taste uh, for NRL, about five games in a row, uh, I probably got that belief that I, I can can play at this level, and I do deserve to be at this level um, if I if I want if I want to be and uh, do all the right things because after those five games, I was I was able to play 80 minutes uh, the whole time in the middle uh, and had some really good games as well. So it gave me a lot of confidence to be able to do that.
0: So you got opportunity, but did anything actually change with the way you approached your football or the way you played your football?
5: Yeah, look, I think confidence is a big thing to be able to back yeah. yourself. You know, coming to these sides, uh, you don't want to do anything wrong. You want to do what you're told as well. So, uh, but look, yeah, you know, I just, at the same time, I had to back myself and take those opportunities. Um, so I think, yeah, after a few games um, here and there for the Dragons and the and the Dogs, um, you know, I didn't think it was really going to take off the NRL career. Uh, that, especially that second year at the Dogs, there was no games, and Leisha was playing really good footy. Yeah. So uh, I thought it was just going to, you know, we'll worry about winning this comp in reserve grade and uh, we'll see what happens with, uh, you know, NRL after that. So, you know, I, I really wanted, really wanted to, To play in a role, so I knew next time I got my opportunity, I just had to take it and just really just back myself in whatever I did. Those first four games, I probably just you know did 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 my job and did what was asked of me. Um, Probably uh, wasn't able to show my true ability. And then once I got that chance, I was like, I can't can't miss this opportunity. We played against South that day. at ANZ Stadium and, and I had a really good game. So, uh, and and I, I just was, I was just running when I wanted to. I was just, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And yeah. um, it, just all, it was just one of those games where it all come together and and uh, the next five games that the Dogs uh, played some some good footy and that's where I talk about that confidence, just, um, you know, being able to back yourself at the game. And But at the moment now it's, uh, you know, the more you play, that's when you've got to find the right balance too. Uh, like when I'm at South Sydney now, you know, it can't all be uh, – taking every opportunity I see if it's ball. Sometimes it's has got to, you know, give it a little troll or get Renault on the front foot. So, you've yeah, got to share it around.
0: I reckon it's a wonderful story, one of the best stories in the game, the fact that not every superstar is a superstar at 18 years of age. Now, speaking of age, you're 29. What age does a bloke play his best footy? you reckon? Is it a young man's sport or a sport for the experienced smart fella?
5: Um, no, i I think it's actually uh, when you're a bit older. I think yeah. obviously you might have all glare when you come on onto the scene. These the young players, and you've got all the energy. Uh, but I think you know, watching the likes of Cameron Smith, whatever he's doing at the moment, if he's playing or not, but Jonathan Thurston, um, you know, they, they just look like they had all the time in the world when they were playing as well. So I think. Um, wouldn't say easier. It probably gets easier between the ears, uh, but probably a bit harder on the body there. Yeah.
0: Quality squad at South Sydney. Some player turnover. First impressions of Jai Arrow, mate?
5: Jai's been really good. Um, great to have him down there. He's uh, at South. I uh, you know, watched him a fair bit at the Titans, and uh, he's been a big part of that. Uh, titanslide for a long time now and uh, he's done a lot of hard work for them as well Um, you know stats each week were incredible just shows he's doing everything he wants just wants to win games he's very competitive so he's going to be really good for us as well and and uh help share that workload around or take a lot of pressure off some of the other boys uh you know like care murray in the middle as well so that's going to be great for us at the moment he's just sort of looking after his uh hamstring he's slowly coming back to full training Um, But I'm looking forward to when he's back, full training, we can uh, work on some combos because he's got some great leg speed around the middle as well. A
0: couple of old pros included in the squad in Josh Mansour and Benji Marshall. How do a few older heads help around the joint, I guess more so during the week at training?
5: Yes, I've really uh, enjoyed Josh being at training too, just uh, from day one when he got there. Um, you know, his professionalism around the club, you know, getting to training early, he's, he's got his own bag of recovery equipment that he takes into the gym, he's doing his prehab for uh, whatever he need, needs to do. Uh, he's rolling and stretching, doing everything right to make sure he's ready to go each day. And uh, what that will do is, uh, you know, the, a lot of the younger boys will see know what Josh Mansell's yeah. has done in the game and, and they'll see him doing those things. So hopefully that will catch on and, and they will start to follow him follow him and, and take up those good habits and uh, you know, lift the standards of the club. So that's what I think he's definitely going to do for us. And uh, also just talking to him you know, about some of our sessions and yep. you know obviously Panthers won all those games last year, missed out on the, obviously losing the grand final, but uh, they obviously had some great standards to be able to get to where they are and what they achieved last year. So, um, you know, he's, he's definitely pointed out some areas that we can improve as well. Favouritism. You're one of
0: four sides in and around that mark. <laughs> it's nice to be recognised. We love it. But it's a tag not everyone enjoys. Do you care one way or another?
5: Oh, look, I think uh, yeah, we seem to get a lot of support every time we go up against the, the Roosters especially, yes. so uh, that's always good. I think... Uh, Roosters in Melbourne have been so um, yeah, dominant lately and for some reason over here in Australia we love to pull down the yeah, try and pull down those people who are doing well and yep. um, bring them back down to earth but uh, I think that's where South have always uh, you know even though we've got the most premierships and we've, uh, we're probably the underdogs going to some game I think you know it's just a very working class area so but I think that's why uh, I think everyone a lot of people can relate to us I think as well so I think that's it. I don't don't mind being the favourites, yeah. uh, but you know, we're not, when we're not doing well, they they're, uh, they 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 let us know as well.
0: <laughs> Quick one: if I had to ask you who is the favourite, who would you say? Uh,
5: look, I, I feel like a pair pen, of Panthers have got a, a lot of support still. Yeah. I think they uh, yeah. run jumped jumped on them last year, uh, but look, I've, I've noticed it. Uh, a few, yeah, a few people are starting to chuck our name around. Um, you know, obviously with a few signings that we've had, mm. uh, especially a player like Benji Marshall boosts that up as, as well. So um, it's it's good and bad, I guess. It yeah. means obviously people believe that we've got the squad, uh, which can put, give a, give us a lot of confidence as well. So we just need to uh, make sure that we we deliver. And, and to be fair, to be fair, we're not we're not far off. Uh, we've we've come up against some. You know teams on a great run in the last three years you know mm. we've got one of three preleas and the roosters in their first year um, of eighteen and then we got the Raiders on their great run and the panthers on their great run so um hopefully it's South Sydney's turn this year.
0: The other fifteen clubs have been doing it all off season so we know South's have been doing it too, trying to figure out advantages in these new rules that were introduced last year quicker ruck, quicker game you come up with anything boss
5: look. Not too much. I know there's going to be, um, you know, some interesting rules this year. Obviously, the two point field goal, and everyone sort of looked at that and didn't think about the other rules that slip through the cracks as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, there's going to be a couple. Obviously, kicking over the sideline, you know, that's going to, on last tackle. It's just going to be a play of the ball. So it's going to be up to up to the attacking team receiving the ball how quick they want to play so but they definitely uh if you've got some energy your wingers have got some energy which they should out there um they they should be able to grab the ball and um and get going so i'm sure there'll be some tactics around that play as well but uh look the six again uh i really enjoyed it i know there was a lot of talk last year being the hookers are really going to enjoy it and uh naturally the team's going to be on the front foot and be able to get out a hooker but um, I really think once um, the team is on the back foot, the defensive line is going to really tighten up yeah. and defend the middle. That's when we, we see the likes of uh, the halves and the fullbacks come into the game. So I think it's going to be uh, – I think it's great for that. I think people may have just got a little bit wrong thinking it was going to be more hookers. As much as we'll have a bit of joy getting out, uh, the real action will happen out in the edge, I think.
0: Round one, Rabbitohs versus Storm to open the season on the Thursday night. Yeah. I actually think I've got a little bit of movement just thinking about that one. Is that your focus already, just round one?
5: Yeah, pretty much, mate. Um, you know, starting the season is always, um, you know, keeping it pretty simple and getting through your sets and defending and, and that's what we've noticed. You know, the competition almost doesn't start till round five, you know, once all the teams have got their match fitness up and, um, you know, their plays right. But I think it's an exciting game. I think coming up against Melbourne, obviously they won the competition last year and uh, they've been one of the top teams the last decade. So... Uh, there'll be no issue getting up for that game. And, uh, you know, we haven't won down there in a, in a long time mm. too. So, um, yeah, that's a big focus for us to get down there and get the season off to a good start and, and let the competition know that we're here.
0: Well, mate, we wish you all the best in 2021. And the real positive is we have got through an entire interview without mentioning the term beach sprint champion.
5: <laughs> you ruined it. You just said it. <laughs> Thank you very
0: much. A huge week next week on Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the greatest insight into the season ahead with the five new coaches of NRL clubs. Every day an episode will drop. Trent Barrett, Kevin Walters, Anthony Griffin, Nathan Brown are all chatting with me for you. So too this fella, new Cowboys coach, Toddy Payton.
5: We've had a holistic change or philosophically change the way that we play footy. Um, If we look at the way that we attack over the years, we'll – really structured, so a play for this play for that play and setting up for the big play and the game's evolved and we necessarily didn't um, change our our game style too much with the evolvement of the rules, um, with the evolvement of our playing roster. So um, we're trying to get our players um, to play a little bit more eyes up and pull the structure right back. So that's been um, challenging at times, you know, under pressure and fatigue, you know, they've fallen into some old habits at certain different times throughout the preseason, and we've implemented a whole new um,
2: defensive system. So some days we look good, and then other days, you know, we've taken a step backwards.
0: Let's talk the Legends series. We hope you enjoyed the Kevin Campion interview. I certainly did. I actually really enjoy going beyond the player or the public perception of the player or coach with these guys, exactly what we did with Ricky Stewart.
6: I try to bring, I have to sometimes try and bring my job into my personality when it's public to probably bring that little bit of uh, political correctness in that I don't agree with. Um, And it's probably to be, you know, the professional that you have to be in regards to um, a head coach. But, look, I think it's important that people see your personality and your DNA through your coaching. And I, I I don't filter that. Um, If I filter that, I don't think I'm coaching well, or I'm not coaching true. Mm. Um, I think it's really it's important for the players to um, to believe in me, and the only way they can believe in me is by being myself, my own DNA, and my own personality, own character. And if uh, I'm trying to pretend to be something else, uh, it's certainly not believing in the person that I am. So I've gotta have gotta have myself um, in my profession. Um, but as I say you know me as a you know me from a professional point of view and you've also know me very well as a uh, a bloke you can have a beer with at the pub.
0: That's Ricky from all the way back in episode four. You can make your way through our back library of interviews all the timeless all will make sense. You haven't missed anything. Just make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this and you can access the whole lot whenever you want and new episodes will also drop automatically too. Some wonderful families in rugby league, but is being a second generation footballer a good or bad thing? Does a famous surname open doors or does it create an uneasy and maybe unfair pressure Fire comparisons. Curtis Siren has dropped on in. Don't want to embarrass you, mate, but has it had any effect on you, or has it in the past?
7: Hey, Andy, mate. Um, yeah, uh, I think I've, I've said it a few times before. I think if you if you ask me um, when I was sort of in my junior rep career and, and just starting out, if it affected me, it did a little bit. I was, you know, it was a bit daunting, and I felt I was a little bit scared of the sort of um, pressure that I was under, yep. and things like that not that not that anyone was giving me any pressure it was all in my own head but um now I I just see it as a um something I'm proud of and um it doesn't affect me at all mate I love when you know dad's dad comes comes to the footy you know last year or uh sorry no it was 2019 in my 100th game he you know he, he came to train and gave me my jersey and that was a really special moment for me just something like that you know so um, I think the fact that he, you know, he's been there and done that and, and such a respected player, it meant even more, you know, and little things like that.
0: Having spoken to your dad after that one hundredth game, I know it was a special time for you and a special moment for you, but dad was equally as chuff, mate. He was absolutely over the moon with that.
7: Yeah, no, it was a great day up up on the Gold Coast. Um, the family were all up there. We got some family up on the Northern Rivers, yep. um, and and uh, they all came to the game and um Scored a couple of tries too you and it was a good you? win. Yeah. Was it yeah. a hat-trick or was no. it a double? No, I got a double in the in the first half. And then I got sin binned as well for That's tackling right. some of the ball. Yeah. So it was um it was just, you know, everything in one game and and to top it off with a win and have it everyone there. It was um, a really good day. It was one of my, you know, one of my best days um, as a footballer, I think, so far.
0: What do you remember of dad's career, mate? Do you
7: remember much? Um, I, I can, I can remember his last game just because it's sort of in my memory, um, obviously running out and things like that. I can remember bits and pieces like, yep. I, I know when, when he, when he retired, he, um, we went to France to live. He played, played for a little French side called Villeneuve, yep. um, for a year and I, we, we moved over there. So I can remember him playing over there a bit more, not too much of the younger, um, like when I was really young, but, um, obviously I've seen some footage and. But definitely, his last yeah, his last game at when We were walking around, walking around the field with him, and it's pissing down rain. And they, I think they got beat by a thousand. So I can remember that.
0: Wonderful kid, uh, wonderful family, and uh, proof that there are just some great second-generation footballers in rugby league. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, please go to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star rating and review. If you don't, I'll send the mother-in-law to your place for the weekend. And trust me, you don't want that. Yeah, it's that easy to win this week's winners of the Unfiltered Truckers Hats. Yeah, two this week because both reviews were absolute crackers. They are Class A Beast and Lockyer D. And if that's you, former Captain Lockyer D, you can actually pay for your hat, you tight ass. Thanks also to Storm Sister, Alpha Better Than You, 69 for my G, the 97 bloke, Bearded Joy, and Rick's Raiders. You're all legends for leaving the ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. It pushes us up higher on the search engines, really makes it easier trying to grow the podcast. That's us for this week. Not long now, the footy's almost back and the volume of interviews, the variety of interviews and the quality of interviews coming up is off the fucking charts. We're enjoying the ride. We know you will too. Some huge names over the next couple of weeks. Have a coldie, enjoy a palmy, pick a winner legends and don't forget to back pikey in the last...